welcome back to Dr. Me First. It's me, Dr. Freaking Erin Wiseman, your colleague in medicine, coach in life, mother of dragons, queen of burnout, all the things. I'm sitting down here in my basement. It's November. It's cold. I got my fleecy sweater vest on today. And I was reflecting back on a quote that I actually forwarded myself. I got it in one email account. I had to move it to another. And it's what I want to talk about today in this solo cast. So here it is. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good enough. Hmm. I had to sit with that one for a while. You know, we're rolling into the holiday soon. Perfect holiday memories are something that I strive towards, though I'm letting myself off the hook a little bit more and more each and every year. As I've jumped back into clinical medicine, you know, doing a very, very good job, near I say almost perfect job, has been something that has creeped back into my life. So the thought of perfectionism is what I want to talk about today. I feel like it really is a unattainable belief that in order for my work to count, for in order for me to be good enough, that it has to be perfect. But what I would challenge that with is to say, is anything perfect in this world? I don't think so. Maybe there's like a millisecond of perfection, but then after that, like somebody burps or farts at the dinner table or the dog chews something up or you get a crazy phone call or you know what I mean. So I think there is no perfection unless you just look around you and say like that there's magic in the mess type of thing. Because here's the thing, you know, what's under perfectionism? For me, it's fear. It could be fear of not being good enough, fear of not doing a good enough job, fear of, quote unquote, being found out. But yeah, I think fear is what underlies a lot of my motivation to be perfect. What about for you? What's under your perfectionism? And, you know, a few things that I've done recently to, as I've noticed some of the perfectionistic tendencies creeping back into my life. I've started to not double read back through notes and just leave them as is. And if there's a little misspelled word, like not freaking out about it, or as I read follow-up notes as patients come back into the office and being like, I spelled that wrong, or I didn't capitalize that, or like giving myself grace and compassion and being like, yeah, that was a really busy day. Probably didn't have time to read through all of your notes 7,000 times again and recheck them. And that leads me to another thought that not checking every box in the patient encounter, but instead establishing a trusting relationship and a safe space in that visit is the most important thing. It's not important to have the quote unquote perfect chart with the perfect note, but instead it's what are you doing for that person? You know, mission over metrics is what my organization likes to say, because people don't come back when you've completed every single wellness measure from the U.S. task force. They come back because they know you and they trust you. And good medicine is not checkboxes, even though I know we're all pushed into, you know, quantitative metrics and measures. Really, good medicine is a listening ear and a compassionate word and giving your time. That's what good medicine is to me. Because I remember way back in medical school when they talked about, you know, doing your very best, but remember that humans don't follow the textbooks. Like there is no perfect medicine. And it makes it hard when we live in a legalistic system that, you know, malpractice is always kind of around the corner. But I just want to encourage everybody out there today to just remind you 
and that you can make an impact without being perfect. Let me say that again. You can make an impact without being perfect. And that is good enough. So the goal is no longer perfection, friend. What is good enough? And remember, sometimes it's not always you that gets to set that standard. Maybe it's that person in the other chair away from you that you're taking care of. Maybe it's that person on the other side of the telemedicine screen or on the other end of the phone call or in your neighborhood. And guess what? They're going to think you're good enough because you are. you aspiring podcasters out there, listen up. If you have always wanted to start a podcast, but you haven't gotten around to it yet, this is your sign. I have made a podcasting 101 and podcasting 202 presentation that I want to help you. For a limited time only this fall, you can pick up both of those in a bundle. Check the show notes for the link. In Podcasting 101, you get everything you need to get your podcast off the ground with fun and ease. And in Podcasting 202, you learn how to scale and monetize so that you can grow your podcast reach and even make some dollars. When I started podcasting in 2018 here on Dr. Me First, I had no idea what I was getting myself into or how much I would love doing this podcast. So having a course like this to show me a way would have saved me so much pain and hassle from everything that I went through. And I shared that with you so you can get started on the right path. Plus, you get to see the Aaron Wiseman way of things. Let me show you the Coupon Mom easy way to podcast. This won't be around forever, so go check it out and get your podcast out there. Then make sure to email me and let me know when it's launched. I want to listen to you too. But you got to go check out Podcasting 101 and Podcasting 202 to get you started.